When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This guy's in love with you, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Manchester City are in the spotlight on and off the field again. It's Friday, 10th of Fair by Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Raffle. Welcome, one and all. You know, Jim, someone said to me on the way to the studio today, keep it to yourself but it's Friday I said oh I won't keep that to myself (laughs) how about that we've made it once again yeah and thank you for sharing the news not at all brother not at all well I tell you what talking of news everybody there has been huge news regarding uh, one of our favourites from football thousands of you got in touch uh, with us about it Kevin Keegan finally had his big evening presenting the Freight Industry Awards a few weeks ago Andy where's the meat (laughs) Oh, Where's the meat? Plenty of meat on those bones, baby. Yeah. Mm, okay. The meat's being shipped all over the place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe it's The man's trying to power the economy here. Maybe it's because I started watching football in, in the 80s, but I have an image of him arriving at these nights in a helicopter, mm-hmm. very much like the, the whole Newcastle United experience. Although, would that be going off undercutting with... the freight industry? Oh, I suppose it would. Yes. Yeah, but, you know, he's, you know, he's a star, isn't he? You, you 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 let him off. It's nice to see him pivot parachute into off the top different. of a cab. <laughs> Don't Andy. How is that going to end well for Kevin Keegan specifically? <laughs> um, his speech apparently was described as self-deprecating. Mm. 
I thought to myself, did he mean it to sound like that? Who know? We we will never know, will we? Um, and it is just nice to see him getting this sort of second career, seeing him thriving mm-hmm. as an after dinner speaker. <laughs> Absolutely right. After this week, it does like conjure the image of him in a Manchester City tracksuit, which is a surprisingly pleasing image, I would say. Yes. Speaking of Manchester City, Andy, how about? Do you know what? Right. There's there's obviously a bit of chaos surrounding Manchester City at, mm-hmm. at the moment with the investigation and so on. What if Keegan did go back to the club? <laughs> How have I got points deducted? <laughs> I can't have been banned from driving. How does that, how's that yeah. fair? What do you reckon? So Guardiola leaves, Keegan comes back, and one of the board members, a bit like at the end of Series 2 of Succession, they sit him on a boat, and he's, oh, this is nice to be on a boat. Goes, yeah, someone's going to have to take the fall, Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> he has to pay all the fines. <laughs> and then they're back. Uh, well, everybody, yes, we go straight there. Manchester City calls playing Aston Villa. Uh, on uh, Sunday at uh, at half past four. And the big news this week is that the Premier League have charged Manchester City with more than 100 breaches of financial rules from 2009 to 2018. I'm sure the vast majority, if not everybody, has has read this news and whatnot. Obviously, not so much we can add to this, and I'm sure this will rumble on for a while. I don't think. I think some people, may, myself included, initially thought, "Bloody hell, is this going to affect the season?" Not in, not yeah, directly. No, I mean, who knows retrospectively, but this could rumble on for you know a couple of years, uh, maybe even more, of course. But I mean, you know, it's huge news, Andy. This isn't it. Yeah, it is absolutely huge. But they are. And we need to stress as well that there's again a lot of comments flying back and forth, but you know. Currently, they are innocent. That's how the justice system yeah, works. I mean, it, they are being charged with something, yeah. we should say. It, it could well just be 101 misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. But, uh, you know. um, but uh, it was quite amusing to see some former Liverpool players, including Lucas Lever and Jose Enrique, asking on Twitter, am I a Premier League champion? <laughs> I mean, well, it's a, weirdly, it's been taken with good grace by um, a lot of people who have the right to be very angry mm. and also some City fans who have been like very sort of self-deprecating about the whole thing as I well think, which I think that's, that's right I, I think Jim it's it's quite a, a nice reminder or a nice introduction to younger people that the, the character of Manchester City habitually and their supporters is is, is something else you yeah. know that you know this was a team who's a club whose supporters were so loyal, they, they used to get 25,000 plus when they were in the third tier. Yeah. I mean, I personally loved the fact that you'd have some Manchester City fans like pinging each other going, has anyone got a spare for Mac on Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that. It, it's, it's remarkable, isn't it? When you, it, it makes you think of, because a lot of City fans, they're, they're not scared of going back there. Uh, no, not, not, not saying that. A lot? The, yeah. I, I, I think a, a lot of match going Manchester City fans are not scared of, of, of going back there. I mean, it, 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 it was part of the city experience or part of the traditional city experience. Well, it's the typical city thing that they yeah. they themselves used to own very much. It would be the, it would be the most t- long game typical city thing ever it for would. this to hit the worst case scenario from their point of view. We were talking about Unlucky Alf from the Far Show. We were talking about <laughs> Unlucky Alf from the Far Show. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a think, lot of that there. Do you think this is all because... Um, you know, if you, if you have Keegan as manager at some point, you know, just calamity will. But of course, at the moment, it's just the investigation and the charge, you know, we shall see. Nothing's been, nothing's happened. Mm. It's worth saying that if the charges are found to be um, warranted, mm-hmm. um, that it's it's the most serious thing that's ever happened in the Premier League. Yes. And, and, it, it, and it deserves a... Uh, uh, quite a fitting punishment, essentially. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Vincent Company was asked about this. And I have to say, I... It was a slight problem with, with what he said. 
He said, I roll my eyes a little bit. I think the football industry in general is not one that can afford to point the finger too many times. Can definitely afford a lot of things though, Vincent. Um, I think all of you will have a little bit of a smile on your face to know what the football industry is all about. I'm very sceptical when people start pointing the fingers. It seems incredibly arrogant, that. I can't believe it. Look, he's doing fine work at, at Burnley. He comes across pretty well, everything. But that, I was a bit like, you know, that is the classic sort of, you know, a policeman pulls you over for speed and you go, look, well, other, other people are doing it. Yes, but you're one of those people and I'm giving you a, a ticket, me old something. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, You can't say... Oh, well, if you point the finger at them, then you have to point the Yes. Yeah, you, yeah, you absolutely do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just do what That's you the want. Point. I, I don't know. I didn't really imagine company being in the in the same bracket as, say, Xavi, who is someone who contributes an enormous amount to football, mm. whose uh, teams are great to watch. But every time he opens his mouth, Xavi, about stuff that's well, not oh, to do man. with football, it's just... Please yeah. don't. I don't mm. want to be one of those people who says football stay people must lane. stay in their lane. Yeah, but, no, 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 but Andy, but that, that, with, with some people, that it turns out they've got nothing worth contributing to discussion in other areas of society. That expression is is useful mm. at times, you know. But you, you, I mean, you're right. I think that the company's not covered himself in glory. He's worried about his medals, isn't he, Jim? Maybe, but he's also, you know. Um, Kind of well being the company man to a degree, isn't it? Because City like it, like well, it. It, it was an accident. There was no way around it. I would have preferred to avoid <laughs> it, um, but here we are. Um, because City themselves have said um, they've been quite bullish, haven't they? And said mm. that they have like mountains of evidence uh, to, yeah. to re- refute all this, and that that's well, been their got, line the whole way through. So I think he's now, just, now they've know, got a chance to, to show that evidence, mm-hmm. which will be pleasing for um, the big wigs at Manchester City. Well, we shall we shall have to wait, and we really will have to wait to see how that one um, develops. Um, of course, Manchester City uh, were uh, one of the sides that were um, involved in the original Super League proposal uh, not that long ago. And there has been more proposals for a new 80-team Super League, which was announced yesterday. Good news, chaps, isn't it? It's all very back-of-a-fag-packet stuff still, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been reported that the English clubs might not be involved, some calling it the reverse Brexit. Um, well, the thing is, that would be inaccurate, of course, if the Scottish clubs wanted to get involved, or, or the Welsh clubs, maybe. Seems unlikely, especially with the latter. I mean, it is an interesting new approach. The fact that it didn't work for well, the three who are still in it: Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Juventus. The first time, mm. so they've sort of gone back. And, well, what about if we include more people? Everybody. Then we'll, then we'll mm. get our plan on yeah. board. I mean, it's what we touched on on OTC yesterday. Yeah, the fact that. It's, it's not really about the actual essence of the competition. It's about the clubs wanting the right to organise it themselves mm-hmm. instead of UEFA and have, they would say, um, more attorney over more power of attorney over what they're actually doing. So the format of it is, is neither, not really here nor there. But I think to repaint themselves, the biggest clubs or A22, the consultancy company that's representing the biggest clubs, as some sort of saviours of the game. And especially being really quite opportunistic and going off the back of what's happened with these Manchester City charges and gone, see, you either can't run the game properly, mm. but we could. Yes. It's just like, <clears throat> like to, to, to try and paint themselves as the saviours of football is just outrageous. It's absolutely deluded, isn't it? It's um, It feels... The, the statements that they put out are just fascinating to read just as a piece of writing in that they they are just so empty. Yeah. It's just jargon and guff. What are you saying about just, PR people? What are you saying about PR people? Well, that they're, they're, you know, in theory, should be very good at that and you shouldn't see that they're doing it. But you can you see all the joins here. Like the hood is absolutely up on the bullshit they're trying to put through. Um, and it just like... 
it compl- it's 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 like it's written from a world where the Champions League doesn't already exist. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's hugely mm-hmm. kind of conspicuous by its absence in all the proposals. It's like we have the thing you're proposing. Yeah, we already have it. It's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Just accept that this is over. Yeah, and also as well with the Europa League and now the Euro- Europa Conference League. Again, like all bases are covered with this. You know, there's loads of clubs involved in in, in all this kind of stuff. Whatever one may think of the Conference League and so but on. But I wonder what you would think of this <clears throat> as a, as a player. Like in a world where you know that none of the leaders of the world game really give a shit about your workload or about the quality of football being produced for mm. for but supporters. About Premier League money, like, though, it's just like more. But you know, games, but, it, but they're worried games. about that's Premier what, League money. A lot of these uh, yeah. ones aren't they? That's what they're which about. is not unreasonable. But it's this isn't the way to tackle that. No. But what's your feeling on that, Andy? Um, what, you know what? I, I think there's a, there's a difference between. Um, mid-level European clubs who see that money as a great opportunity. You know, if you sell a player to a Premier League club, if you're, I don't know, Lorient or, or, or Nantes or whatever, well, not anymore because they will just be stolen under the FIFA ruling. But like, like basically, you, you just you can do your budget for the next couple of years. If if you sell a, sell a player to, you know, you look at Dango Watara going to mm. Bournemouth, for example, you're not getting that money anywhere else and you're getting it off Bournemouth. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's absolutely extraordinary. Whereas, I think that's that's different because it's a case of pride and status and all that sort of stuff. If you're Real Madrid or Barcelona and competition as well at the the, the top of the Champions League. Mm. Well, if anyone's in doubt of what the Super League is all about, Javier Tebas, the president of La Liga, said the Super League is the wolf, which today disguises itself as a granny trying to deceive European football. His nose and teeth are very big. Mm. You've given the game away, there, haven't you? Oh, who's this sweet little granny? Oh, that's the wolf, right? Yeah, get rid. He's, what's he doing, Jim? I, I like it. I, I think, <laughs> How I, do you I, like it? The, the more scorn poured on this, the better. Okay. And if Tebaz is in his element, just, um, you know, doing his little stand-up routine about the Super League being a wolf, then I'm all for it. It's really extraordinary when you, you hear him say something and you agree with him, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's rare. Yeah, well, that's, And that's when you know that he's uh, let, let the mask slip. I mean, it is also... Granny slip. It is also, you know, pretty rich given that, you know, his two biggest clubs are like part of the driving force behind this. Well, he, he's in massive dispute with with one of them, with with Barcelona. So that's that's another interesting subplot to this. Mm, it is. Chaps, we started this chat, of course, talking about Manchester City and Aston Villa mm. or more Manchester City, of course. Um <clears throat> Uh, we, 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 you know, there is a match on the weekend um, and uh, the West Midlands police have tweeted ahead of that match on the weekend saying, Villa fans travelling to the empty had on Sunday. There are no pubs around the ground. Happy to accept away fans. Everyone's putting the boot in. Empty had. Yeah. God, that's the police, Andy. No one's impartial in this. Also, no one's impressed by that. Like the police trying to be funny. It's piss yeah. poor. On, the, on, the, Get on your their own Twitter account. account. Once, once again, I said it has some use. Stay in your lane, <laughs> okay? Um, but yes, also, there... also it shows very poor geographical knowledge because you could basically go to anywhere in Manchester City Centre and then have a twenty-minute walk to the stadium. And no pubs around the ground, but okay, you're saying that uh, it won't be in. A... They just wanted to say empty had, didn't they? Someone wanted to say empty had, and, and they did, and it was. And, the police. Imagine manufacturing a joke that bad. Well, they're, they're Andy, yes, yeah, but but the, but we the match... wouldn't know anything about manufacturing <laughs> jokes, would we, Marcus? <laughs> Certainly not. Uh, but it is second versus eleventh. In the Premier League, Jim, you will want Unai Emery 
to do his old side Arsenal a favour. I will, but I'm, I don't think he's ever beaten Pep Guardiola. Really? I think he has quite a bad record against Dreadful, him. Now's his, yeah. now's his chance. Um, yeah, and, but I mean, we know that Unai Emery is a, is, a, is a good tactician, but Pep's always had his number in the past. So, And Man City are a lot better a good than time, Well, very much so, mm. but this does seem a good time to play Man City. They yeah, seem if a it's going to happen, rattled. it's going to be now, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And yeah. for that reason, I think that Man City will probably win four or five now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, Man City have lost two in the last four, Andy. Of course, they, they lost um, against uh, Tottenham Hotspur uh, last weekend. Um, how do Aston Villa go about this, Andy? There, there seems a little bit of... 1920 season about this Manchester City at the moment, doesn't there? The feeling that they have to play well mm-hmm. and efficiently to win. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't win titles like that. There are games mm-hmm. where you play badly and you, you just have to take the points anyway. It doesn't really feel mm-hmm. as if they're massively capable of that at the moment. Having said that, think of Villa against Leicester last weekend. Mm-hmm. They were really good for large spells of that, particularly in the first half. and They still conspired to... To, to lose it so you know they're, they're going to need to be a heck of a lot better than they were last weekend it will be interesting to see if uh, the off-field stuff you know gets in the heads of the Man City players but we shall see if you want to hear more on the situation at Manchester City then make sure you listen to yesterday's On the Continent Miguel Delaney joined Dotton and Andy to chat about how those uh, new charges could affect the future of European football uh, so get it just below this episode in your favourite podcast app Gentlemen, Leeds United are at home to Manchester United earlier uh, on the Sunday at 2pm. And of course, Jesse Mars was sacked on Monday, pretty much straight after we recorded the football round. But Pete did suggest that he would be soon going to the job centre. So once again, Prophet Pete yeah. uh, is, you know, we need to listen to him more. Um, but Jim, were you surprised that Jesse Mars was sacked? Uh, I wasn't, to be honest. No, it felt like this one was kind of brewing, didn't it? Mm. Um, because um, well, it just all seems a bit, precarious at Leeds at the moment. Um, They've got to roll the dice, haven't they? Yeah, well, I, I guess so. Although the, the, the... And I did say dice, not dice. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's been taken now. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the, the issue is that obviously they're having a bit of trouble bringing somebody in. Um, and they were pretty good against Man United without a manager. So maybe that's something to explore. Just sort of r- ride it through <laughs> what, the season. There it goes. What is about football? I don't get it. They, they, they produce the kind of performance when the manager... It's the same players... Like whoever was in charge can't sort of like was Jesse much that unpopular with them? Well, I well some players, um, some some coaches are very very strict about what you do in any given situation. I believe Antonio Conte is like this, mm-hmm. um, and in Arsene Wenger's no book, doubt. he spoke about um, in Japanese culture. It is expected that the coach will instill you with everything you're supposed to do in any given moment. So mm-hmm. when it comes to um, taking the initiative yourself a lot of players they had to have that trained into them so if you've if you've come from a from a, a discipline like that where you know that if you know your left back makes a run you pass it here or if if someone does x you do y mm-hmm. then actually you know maybe you can be a little bit rudderless after a while and I, I guess the opposite of that is probably true it's like oh we can express ourselves a little bit now and you, mm-hmm. you don't have the worry of making a mistake getting something wrong gonna gonna get a rocket from the coach later so mm-hmm. I mean there are so many different ways to play the game right that mm-hmm. even if it is the same same group of players what they're playing can be markedly different I mean I feel quite sad for Jesse Marsh because I've always liked him mm-hmm. then again I don't have a lead season ticket and I, I think you, you, you would find it hard. It's not just the results, is it? I, no. I speak to a lot of Leeds fans and none of them have been happy. Well, it's with been the, chaos, the way hasn't it? For a year. That, that's it. I think that's a really good way of describing it, Jim, because th- there have been good moments in Leeds games, mm-hmm. but you've 
you very rarely had the feeling that they have a plan but let's on, the, ta- on, let's, on, the, on the pitch. Let's take it out of that any Premier League side is capable of good moments. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because so, they all have good players. But exactly, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. it's it's not... I don't, not I, I don't think it's, it's surprising at all. I mean, you know... Yeah. They've hardly won a, you know, it's been so long since they last won a game and so on. Well, and there's it just is... been no massive progress, has there? Well, and we're into they're, February they're really. now. And now is the time to do it. But, but you leave it what, you another say, month. You say, you say now is the time to do it. I think it's so close there at, at, at the bottom. Mm. They're not marooned or anything like that. They're, they're not properly in it. I think if you're going to fire the coach to give your team a short, sharp shock, you need the backup. I know people yeah. compl- people of, of a certain age or of a, a certain view complain about tapping <clears throat> up. It's just realistic. You need to have your ducks in a row before you sack him. I mean, this is a shambles, really. Th- I think it reflects worse on the club than it actually reflects on Marsh. What do you think the chairman, Andrea Radrazzani, thought to himself that, well, we're a Premier League club, we, we can basically go and cherry-pick any manager. And obviously they, they looked at Rio Vallecano boss uh, and Doni Iraiola, and they've blocked him. Iraola's been doing some, some pretty decent stuff at Rave, kind of Amazing hence, work. Yeah, hence, hence Leeds wanted him. And do you think maybe that, that, Andy, that there is a little bit of complacency with Premier League uh, with Premier League owners thinking, well, again, we're the Premier League, people want to come here, and and you know the money we can offer, the the, the, the sort of added status perhaps. Maybe. And, so on. and they've found, oh, hang on a minute. Maybe, but you, you think of the of, of the structure they've got there. You think of uh, Victor Ortiz. He's not, he's not wet behind the ears. Mm. He must know you line someone up before you fire the coach. I mean, really, was Marsh that destructive that they, they couldn't have toughed out an, an extra week or two? Look, as Jim said, like maybe they needed to get rid of him that badly and that weight off the shoulders of the players was demonstrable in the way that they played and the way that they got the result at, at Manchester United. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can go on for like three more weeks with without a coach. I think that's, yeah. that, that's, that's very, very difficult Mind to do. Mind you, as Jim pointed out, point away at Old Trafford. Yeah. It's not bad. They should have won that game as well. <laughs> they really should have. Yeah. Uh, Meslier should have been doing so much better on Sancho's goal, I think. Yeah. Well, speaking of Sancho, um, Eric Ten Hag said he was proud of Jaden Sancho, who got the equaliser, of course, his first goal for a while. Andy, you're um, in the Jaden Sancho fan club. I'm you president. Pleased? Yeah. Okay. You've been promoted. Yeah. Who did you have to uh, pop off to get that role? <laughs> <laughs> Ashraf Hakimi. Yeah, that's right, that's right. But um, what, what, what do you think of Sancho? I mean, he's been, been missing for oh, quite it's a so, bit. Oh, it's so good to see him come back. Yeah. And th- there was definitely a point earlier in the season where you thought, it, maybe even less than two months ago, where you thought, it's just not happening for him mm-hmm. at, at Manchester United. He's going to get loaned back to Dortmund at some <clears> point. <throat> he's going to be another expensive deadweight for Manchester United. Yeah. I have to say, the mood around United has changed so much as, as, as the season has gone on. I still have doubts about how the club is run, about how they do transfer business, about the way they use money. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure for a lot of United fans, the... The way that that's done in terms of the first team squad is just the tip of the iceberg because, you know, you could look at Old Trafford, you could look at the facilities, you could look at a lot of different things and say they could be improved. But the actual work that Eric Ten Hag is doing, I feel for the first time that Sancho could come back into that team, talking of symptoms, Sancho could come back into that team and get something going. Whereas before, you look at him in the context of Manchester United and you think, when did they last make a player better? Oh, that's been the problem. It's not all been a Sancho problem. 
has it? Because just like you know, it, yeah, it wasn't all those other players' problems either. Mm. But now you feel that there's actual progress on the on on the pitch, and yeah, you know, maybe maybe he could be part of that. Absolutely, I think a lot of this um, this situation with Sancho. Um, has been really, really well managed by Eric Ten Hag mm. because it, it was said recently that um, he'd been he'd taken some time off to get his kind of physical health um, back up to scratch, but also he'd been having some some doubt and some 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 mental health issues as well. And this is the first we're hearing of that. Mm-hmm. This could have been a huge story. You know, I don't know whether the press are getting more sensitive to this sort of thing or whether Eric Ten Hag just managed to keep it discreet enough that nobody knew about it. But that has been fantastically managed, mm-hmm. as as was the situation with Marcus Rashford missing, missing training. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that authority that Ten Hag has is starting to, to pay off. And this feels like a lot more... Like, this feels like the most serious Man United team we've had in a while. Yeah. I think that's true. Do you think all that authority starts with his quite gruff voice? Possibly. Yeah, it's a good, you know, it's a good building block, isn't it? Look at Sean Dyche. I think his authority started when he binned off your favourite Sky Sports news reporter, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Gary Cotterell. Gary, Co- which one? Oh, there's a few, is there? Yeah, I love them all. Yeah, I love them all. Yeah. When uh, anyway, um, one of the other things Ten Hag did, of course, was get rid of that dead weight Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, that finished stat padder. <laughs> Do you reckon he called him Penaldo to his face? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Maybe that was it, yeah. You're not going to play for me, Penaldo. Yeah. yeah. He's hiding behind his little roll neck going, Penaldo. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, it, I mean, Ronaldo did it on his shirt when he gets into the dressing room. One could say Ronaldo made it easy for Ten Hag, of course, Andy. Well, he, he did. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking George Best in front of an open net. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that interview but, just it, makes it just... But everything he did in terms of his... Ronaldo did in terms of his... Um, lack of match fitness in terms of his poor form. Not being there. In terms of, yeah, just like, like leaving before games were finished. Being a wanker. Gobbing off. All, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All of those things. Uh-huh. I mean, Ten Hag couldn't do anything but discipline him. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. He, he kind of walked him in mm-hmm. to a position of reinforced power, didn't he? But does Ten Hag regret it now? Because I don't know if you saw this, but Ronaldo scored four goals for Al Nasser last night. Ooh. Well, you, <laughs> you can't really argue with that, can you? It's, watching him do the shoo is just... Well, the yeah, shoe in, in, in a sort of like half empty, not that big stadium. Yeah, it's just all a bit. It just it just doesn't look great, does it? No. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's been that worried about dignity over recent months. Four <laughs> years. I, I guess though, I saw him doing those celebrations. We we were talking about this earlier, weren't we? I wonder if he's contractually obliged to do the thing. I don't want to call it what it. It, it the feels thing. like someone doing a catchphrase, doesn't it? It, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's like Bart Simpson's I didn't do it. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Whereas the thing is, when it should have stopped, is, do you remember like going back a couple of years when Carlo Ancelotti did it on the touchline no, I don't uh, at Real Madrid in, in quite a sardonic, very Ancelotti kind of way? Yeah. And that, I felt, was Ancelotti saying, right, we've all had our fun. That's enough. No, you've had your fun. And, and yet it carried on. Well, he's still doing it, um, but fortunately it's in Saudi Arabia and it's... Um, not in England anymore, so they can deal with that. Live on Portuguese telly, though, so uh, it's definitely important. Well, he's past 500. This is, and this is the thing, right? He's past 500 league goals. Yeah, That is what we should be talking about here. But because of him, the guy who scored all those goals, we can't. That is the point here with this bloody, you know, nonsense that surrounds, that he surrounds himself with. Well, at least now we really can get on with the stat padding conversation. Yeah, yeah this is true. Enough. Well, at least yeah. Piers Morgan got his cheapies. 
and that's that. That is the reason why we're. That makes here. me feel happy. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah. Right. I've mentioned Piers Morgan. We need to go for a break. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You better get your finger out, all right, and make sure that you get the fucking results. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. <laughs> oh, big dunk, of course. Um, the, the, the Forest Green Rovers manager. Mm. Vegans, Duncan Ferguson. That still sounds unusual, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, considering that he very much uh, likes flesh, um, he said before the game against Peterborough, of course, that he, he says he thinks vegan food is quite nice. He says he enjoy it. He enjoys it. And then he was surprised, wasn't he, in that interview that chips were vegan? Yeah. Which I think a lot of people are, but then if you think about it, you know. there are potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Depends how posh the pubs you go to. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, may, maybe he gets his done in beef dripping, a very exclusive oh, bistro. I would recommend that if you're if you're being a bit naughty, uh, yeah. not at Forest Green Rovers. Triple um, cooked, triple <clears> cooked. <throat> now you're talking, eh? Yeah. Um, by the way, on the on the subject of Big Dunk, recently, now we've spoken about Duncan Ferguson and how he's defended his home against yes, burglars. Specifically, in the past. knocked them out. Yes, and exactly. that's one of those things where you have to take a step back mm. and think. Not only did he attack the people. Mm-hmm. breaking into his home he knocked them out yeah, yeah now yeah. how hard it is to knock a person out i've never tried probably not that hard if duncan ferguson <laughs> well yeah yeah true well he he revealed recently that he had to resuscitate one of the intruders who broke into his home he said i unloaded <laughs> right i mean I mean that's how, that's ambiguous for a start. Well, isn't it? It, I, yeah, it is, but because it's big dunk, I think we know what we're talking yes, about, Andy. Yes. You naughty boy. I I really followed into the. I mean, every. I really followed. I unloaded. I really followed in to the point where I thought I'd killed him. I had to try and resuscitate him. Then, so you go from a point of unloading on the fella to helping him. It happened in a matter of seconds. Now, obviously, that is like 
quite a severe situation. What a way to start a training session. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, you better get a fucking yeah. result. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. I, I mean, we all like Big Dunk. He's been a great character in, in the game of football. That is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Can we resuscitate a burglar? Still won't keep Forrest Green up. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Well, I mean, one one is uh, very much, um, you know, in his skill set and the other, he's learning, uh, of course. I really need to know what happened next. <laughs> Did he like sitting down on the sofa and make him a cup of tea? He's like, what? wait for the ambulance. I think, I think... And don't put anything in your pocket because yeah. you know what happens. <laughs> the guy's like, no, I, I, I'm very much you on board. Think about nicking anything. <laughs> no, no, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> um, yeah, theory. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, speaking of uh, 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 notable managers, Southampton uh, against Wolves is on Saturday at 3 pm. Another. Uh, relegation six-pointer. Oh, the Hulan Lopetegui section is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> there you go. Um, a different type of character, of course, to Nathan Jones. Who will come on to, I uh-huh. presume. Um, but, let's be honest, that's why we're all here now. It, indeed it is. But let's start with Wolves and, and, and Lopetegui, Andy. Do you think he's the man to, uh, to, to, to get Wolves back up the table, of, of course? I mean... I think it's interesting that yeah. he's... Um, Two points above the relegation zone. I think it's say. interesting that he's a coach. Obviously, Wolves have had an interest in him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's interesting that he is someone who is used to competing with top teams at the top half of competitions Mm -hmm. and he's been thrust into this relegation situation and he knows what he's doing yes I I think that's really really notable but do you think that's because he's got talented players Oh, I think that definitely helps. But as we said, everyone... And I think you look I mean, He knows those... what to do with that squad, is what I'm saying. So when you get someone like Sean Dyson, it's kind of like, right, you know, basics, da-da-da, all that good sort of proper British stuff. Whereas he's gone into Wolves, clearly a continental, an Iberian feel, or more specifically Portuguese or whatever. But, you know, a lot of those players would have would play and understand the kind of things that Lopetegui would from similar footballing cultures. Mm. There's differences, but there's there's huge similarities. That all kind of... He goes with the flow, which is why I think when he goes there, he's not taking over Bournemouth, who are down there. He's not taking no, over Southampton. No, but d- defensively, they were reasonably set. I think they had a more talented squad than their league position mm-hmm. would suggest. Yeah. Um, but but they, they really lack that cutting edge. And they've they've began to, to find that. And actually, Mateus Cunha, mm-hmm. despite not like, offering them a load of goals yet, mm-hmm. has been really good. I mean, th- they were never going to be kept up by old man Diego Costa. Oh. It, was, it was it was never happening what about, I know everyone thinks it's great narrative it's a great story the people who think that have not seen him play in the last three years well true but the people who do think that are very much in this, this room room yeah. and yes. operation so yes. you know mind, mind what you're saying Andy. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, I'm a but bit... once, once, once he left Hulk I was out well you know, what a partnership don't, don't, that was. don't leave the Hulk on his own Come no on. certainly not yeah, yeah, yeah. otherwise you'd get angry presumably yes. um, uh, Raul Jimenez I want to see him back among the goals yeah, it We're feels like it's it. not going to happen, though, doesn't it? I know, it? it's been, I know. It's, it's been years and since I, that indeed. injury, and it's it's horrible, isn't it, to yeah. see such a specific turning point mm-hmm. in a person's career, but it does feel like yeah. he is not going to be that striker again. Yeah, I know they've, they're have they not sort of relying on him, as, as you sort of mapped out there, Andy, and, and, and whatnot, but as you say, you remember what a great player he, he was, and still is as well. You see what I mean? He's still got that talent, but yeah, you you, you want him getting back to, to, to what he could do um, before. Um, now, let's turn our attention to uh, Southampton. And more specifically, Nathan Jones. Can I hide under the table for this bit? <laughs> Just never know what he's going to do or say. <laughs> no, um, he said, I genuinely believe that I can keep Southampton up, which 
you know, one would hope Puts so. him in a minority of one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've gone full circle on him. I'm I'm just I'm looking forward to the press conferences more than the game for this yeah, one, of absolutely. course. Absolutely, and that's not the way it should be. Well, from a neutral point of view, it's pretty great, isn't <laughs> it? From, okay, I should have stated from a Southampton point of view, that's very much not what it should be. He's like a bloke in a pub whose head's gone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just stay out of his path. Yeah, there's, there's trouble afoot. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, I mean Southampton CEO Martin uh, Simmons said on Nathan Jones' strange comments uh, last week. Uh, of course, uh, when he talked about um, some people uh, in, in, was it in the village or the town, and not sort of yeah, who I'd want here or something. Something words to that effect. Yeah. yeah. Well, someone said about that. I wouldn't have wanted him to do it, uh, but under that kind of pressure, people say stupid things. No one wants him to fail. So he's openly admitted that the manager of the football club he is CEO to has said some stupid things. That's yeah. a, that's a lot. But that it, is a lot. It 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 does feel like <clears> the thin <throat> end of the wedge. I mean, if he was giving a press conference Mm. and he all of a sudden said, I once knocked out Jeff Capes. It wouldn't be inconsistent with what he's currently saying, would it? (laughs) That's a lovely old reference, Andy, which some people won't get. That one's for you. Thanks, man. Mm. For the rest of you, it's Wikipedia. Former world's strongest man. Uh, I assume he won that title. Let's hope so. Yeah, let's hope so for Jeff. But he, there's an anger to Jones. Yes, there is. That I'm enjoying. Well, it's that unpredictability. Yeah. You sort of think to yourself, you're right, he doesn't look like... You would it think looks were... like a man who's not staying. You know when footballers or coaches go to a club mm. and they stay, uh, they're put up in a city centre hotel for the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It feels like he's probably staying in a tent on the training ground. <laughs> he's, he's got that off-road vibe to him, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think if you stay too long at the party and the sun comes up and you see him, you think that's my cue to leave. <laughs> that's what I would say. Well, he, he, he spoke a bit more why he'd gone into football management. And I think he, he often likes to talk about, you know, where he's from um, uh, in, in Wales. And he said, I could have stayed in a mining community, been a PE teacher and had a nice life. Married a Welsh girl. Beautiful. But I didn't want that. I wanted to test myself on every level. And that's nothing against Welsh women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Don't add that last bit. That's just a word salad there, isn't it? I don't think he set out to... <laughs> have to apologise to no, the women of his nation. I don't think he has either, which is why when he says, oh, there's nothing against Welsh women, yeah. like, nobody thought that yeah. before you said that. Just This is what I mean, just keep him going, keep feeding him. It's, it's so interesting. I mean, the biggest the, shovel in the Premier League, there's yeah. no doubt about it. The, there were the comments um, he made a few weeks ago about um, Luton having like the best XG in Europe and um, some some comments from, a, from an old press conference uh, at Stoke of, of a have been reported this week as well, talking him where he was talking about being the highest scorers in in Europe apart from Man City, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he he does that sort of thing a lot. And it's like, mm. do you think the standard might be higher now, though, Nathan? Yeah. Do you, th- do you think maybe that could have something to do with why the results quite aren't quite as good? Well, mm. maybe he feels like he's in the same place because he is essentially playing with Championship players. Well, yeah. Why you you gave him credit the other week where he where he put James Ward-Prowse in a more advanced role and it worked? But yeah, that that's was true. a way to Frank Lampard's Everton, though. Yeah. We shouldn't forget. I mean, that was... Well prefaced there. And DJ, I mean, that was, you know, one win in, in their last six and they've lost all those other games. The difficult thing as well is for this approach is that um, a lot of people, not even just within this kind of fan base who are obviously torn about it, because mm-hmm. there's a sense that they sort of want him to fail yeah. so much he'll get sacked and someone will come in and, and steady the ship. Yeah. But I think there's a sense of, you know, pride coming before a fall and a lot of people kind of want to see him kind of humbled a little bit which is has come from his spiky press conferences I think yeah. look at Southampton they are, they're, they're four points adrift and despite that win against Everton you know they, they've they been they've been quite 
poor. I mean, Ward Prowse is their only bright spark. You would, wow, that's a bit hard. Maybe one or two, but but really, Andy, do you give them any hope at all? I feel it's unlikely, yeah. uh, and uh, I think particularly from this game, uh, Wolves like, really looked the part mm. against Liverpool. Yeah. And you know, you talked about um, Lopetegui's work, and we talked about them having a bit more of a, 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 a cutting edge. They just look so lean and mean. Mm. I, I, I think that'll be too much for Southampton. The funny thing is, though, with Southampton, I say at this stage they are only four points adrift. There's a lot of games to be played still. Yeah. Well, the problem is though, it's the it's the feeling around the club, isn't mm. it? Well, like, I just it makes I just some second favourite the ceiling of every the game. ceiling of the team, the direction of travel, all yeah. those things. But I just wonder though, if you with regards to Jones, I mean, he's he, he you know, without sounding like him, what he did at Luton was was very impressive. Mm. He can clearly mm. manage a football team. He's clearly got something about him. But every time it doesn't feel like there's a click, though, does there? No, and 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 these quotes he's coming out with, it just seems to be getting worse and worse. Maybe he thrives under a sort of siege mentality, though. Yeah, but he but he's struggling to 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 get it. I think now, if the CEO and the, the powers that be at Southampton think, oh, we can see it happening, there will be a click. It's going to come soon. Then fine. If not, then I, I I don't know if he'll be in the job that much longer. And and one could, I agree. And one I could agree. say, oh well, that looks badly on the owners. Then if you appoint yeah. someone and then you sack them quickly, well, that's all very fine. But talking of swallowing pride, it may have to be the owners that do that if it's not working. Because I think Jones could go to another side, perhaps back into the championship and do pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe needs to learn a bit more. There's no shame in that for crying out loud. The man is, you know, professional football manager. You know, and Southampton's not an easy job at the best of times. Well, no, and especially no. not this season as well. No. Um, so yes, but I, I would very much put Wolves down uh, as favourites as uh, yeah. in that one. Another thing as well is he's, he will struggle to get a job as a PE teacher now because he's been so <laughs> sort of dismissive of it. <laughs> so there's a lot riding on it for him. <laughs> a lot riding on it indeed, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, there's a derby in the Premier League. On the weekend, well, you could—I mean, one could argue there's more than one, but but there's definitely one. It's the Eagles against the Seagulls in the M23 derby, or as I like to call it, the Bird Derby. Mm. Right, um, Andy. Sadly for you, Sean Derry is no longer at Crystal Palace. Um, it's been reported uh, this week that Patrick Vieira thought he was stepping outside his duties. Did he turn on Sky Sports News and see you and go, what's he done? <laughs> right, that's it. <laughs> Bunking off on deadline day, you <laughs> shitbag. He's meant to be here, putting a shift in. <laughs> Derry said to have on more than one occasion, uh, given the uh, the Palace players are dressing down, including demanding they play for the badge. Um, that was after losing 3-0 to Everton as yeah. well. Yeah, this is fascinating, isn't it? Because apparently Vieira has a, a lot more of a relaxed style. He's mm. not a sort of, you know, shouty disciplinarian. He never comes across as that. No, he doesn't. He's actually would, very Would you need to spoken. be, though, if you're Patrick Vieira? Well, yeah, I, I, you just stride somewhere be. and, they've, you know, your authority is demonstrated, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's right. But it, it's, it's funny, this, this image of Derry is almost quite an old-fashioned sort of assistant coach's job you yeah. know like when you think of Gerard Ullier and um, Phil Thompson for example I was thinking of Archie Knox myself actually oh, right okay <laughs> obviously <laughs> but you know that that idea of you know the the, the manager does the tactics yeah. and, and the assistant does the shouting yes it's, yeah. all, it's all very well, 90s cop, bad cop basically it's all very 90s football isn't it mm, and Patrick Vera's like no, we're, all, yeah. we're, all, we're all chilled cop here. there are no cops here <laughs> Sean none of us are, we're not police stop shouting at them yeah there we are, you see. Um, well, he's gone. And, uh, I mean, Palace, though, this is a big game. And they are 12th. Um, not, 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 not terrible. I mean, it's funny to think that they're on the same points as Nottingham Forest, but that shows you Forest's uh, recent good form. They're six points above the relegation zone. I wouldn't have thought Palace are 
it's easy for Palace fans might say, well, it's, you, you know, they are nervously looking over the shoulder. I think they would be okay. Well, pa- Palace are perennially in that spot yes. where they're too good to go down and not good enough to get into Europe. Mm. Yeah. I, I guess how they get up to the next level from that, that is Vieira's like, medium-term challenge, isn't, isn't mm-hmm. it? How do you think but, Vieira's doing at Palace? All, all right, I mm-hmm. would say. Um, I think the recruitment could be a little bit better. I, th- I think what's interesting about this game, though, is the fact that you know you could say all bets off for a derby, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think if you look back at recent Palace versus Brighton games, you've had one side that's been far better than the other and has lost. Yes, on most occasions, or not got the result that yeah. they that they they, <clears throat> they 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 wanted. You know, you think of the late uh, Neil Mopay oh, equaliser. Such a sickness. Uh, yeah, absolute sickness for, for Vieira. For a moment um, there, I thought Neil Mopay had died, and I'd missed it. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, he was very much. He's very much still yeah. alive. Yeah. So <laughs> and, and, last week. <laughs> anyway, it's the opposite yeah. of us talking about Southampton versus Wolves, where we think, right, it's only going to go one way because this could go one way, and then the result could go the other. Yeah. Well, of course, Brighton, uh, two games in hand on Tottenham Hotspur for winning both, they would go into fifth spot. Amazing, amazing. Is, I mean, like I say, a game in hand on Newcastle, they win that. They're three points off a Champions League place, and I know Brighton fans are, hang on, we haven't got any of these points. I know. I'm just saying, look what yeah. you could have. Okay. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we see this so often. You remember, you may remember Leicester being on the verge a few years ago. Yeah, you get to this point in the season. There are a couple of teams where you think, oh, they might actually sneak into the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And apart from Leicester when they won the title, obviously, and I think maybe Everton in that year when they yes they got, got to the beat playoff. by VAR yeah. in the uh, in the playoff. It it just doesn't happen. No, I know what it? you mean. But it, I, I, it'd, I, I, it'd be I don't great know, for like, it to be shaken up one year. Well, to, this year to see Brighton in any form of European football, Brighton and Deterbi yeah. would be amazing. I would love that. Well, it is, but you have it. to remember though, okay, they're chasing Spurs who have qualified, you know, fairly regularly in the Champions League and whatnot over recent seasons. They're also chasing Newcastle United. Yeah. Mm. And I think there's a feeling of because they have all their riches, oh, well, therefore that's kind of sewn up. Well, Eddie Howe is still very, this is, a, you know, very sort of uncharted territory for him mm. being in full yeah. spot. And a lot of those players as well, they've, they've done remarkably well in terms of recruitment and in terms of team spirit and all that kind of stuff on the pitch. You only have to admire what yeah. they've done. If but but if, they, if they start to lose a few games and they drop down a few places and they say they finish sixth or seventh, yeah, okay, all things considered, they might think that was a disappointing season. But I don't think it actually would stand at the, at the start. I, I that, that would be excellent. Yeah, I, th- I think if you'd have said to Newcastle top eight at the start, of, of course, season, yeah, yeah, they, they probably would have taken that. It's just where they are at yeah. the moment and the feeling that there is an opportunity with mm. um, with Spurs, with Chelsea, with Liverpool yeah. not being quite what they could be. You feel it's going to be. This season or not any other season, certainly for mm. certainly for Brighton more than more than Newcastle, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, with, uh, uh, yeah, with, with the resources, but you were saying about uh, Newcastle if they start to lose a couple, well, they're not winning a couple now. Yeah, that's the thing. That's yes. that's why they've got pulled back a little mm. bit, isn't it? Because they've not managed to get games over the line. Now I know Eddie Howe's selling it like, well, you know, at least we're not losing these games. But at some point, if mm. they stay there, they've got to find a way to start winning the games consistently again. And like you said, that's a pressure that they're not used to. No, I mean, their defence is so airtight, you're right to say, yeah. that the thought of them losing a few games might be quite fanciful. Um, so it, I think it's an intriguing one, and I would like to see a proper battle for fourth spot, uh, because as you say, you're, you're dealing with two clubs who are never usually there, and uh, and, and Tottenham Hotspur, you know, who have been a little bit misfiring and, and, and inconsistent. Um, right, everybody, it's now time for Betfair's popular bet builder. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders using Betfair's handy app, and you can add them to your bet sleep 
in just one tap. Every Friday on the preview show, we build our own Ramble Popular Bet Builder for a particular game happening each weekend. Today, we're looking ahead to Manchester City versus Aston Villa, which is on Sunday. Jim, you're up first. I am, and I'm going to go for Riyad Mahrez to score at any time because mm. he's very good. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Andy? Douglas Louise to be shown a card. At any point, Douglas could get a card. He plays in that position, and he could be uh, chasing. He'll be, he'll be chasing some shadows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're all agreed there. Uh, Pete Donaldson has this to say. Hello, Pete here. Man City, Aston Villa. I think it's going to be a barn burner. This one over three point five goals. There we are, over three point five goals, uh, according to Pete. And I am going to choose Kevin De Bruyne to assist any time. So there are our selections. Riyad Mahrez to score any time. Douglas Luiz to be shown a card over 3.5 goals and Kevin De Bruyne to assist any time. A £5 bet with Betfair on that popular bet builder returns £93.61 and if we win all that money we'll go to Prostate Cancer UK. We shall be back with another round of Betfair's popular bet builder on the preview show next week. Exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook, T's and C's apply. You've got to be over 18, of course. And for more information on responsible gambling, head to BeGambleAware.org. Great, it's time for this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. I do. It's time for Jack's Encyclopedia, everybody. Because I've been winning so much, I've been handed the trophy, my own <laughs> one, like a Jules Rimet. And now we have... Jim and Andy are going up against each other, and we'll call it the plate this week, shall we? You see, I don't mind all this disrespect. <laughs> I, I, I think I think you've earned it. Please don't make that cupping motion again. Cupping, <laughs> like, uh, listeners, I can't. It's just yeah. I was just doing a bit Louis Van Gaal and Diego Simeone, <laughs> and I'm saying that to you boys because you need more of that. I feel I feel like Luca Tony if this is the Bayern dressing room. Hey, he won the World Cup. He was traumatised. He never came back from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have a plate on the international. When England go out, like in the quarterfinals or whatever, you go to the to the world plate. Yeah. And we play, I don't know, that, was don't down there. give them ideas. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Javier Tebas. Yeah, be, a few extra games. Yeah. Why not, eh? Why not? Eh? a few that, extra games between friends. The players need it to get their fitness levels up, of course. Exactly. Um, right, okay. Jack's Encyclopedia, you all know the rules to this. I'm going to give you a category and you've got to tell me the answers. Now, um... <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> great explanation. <laughs> Very simple. Right, we're going to do three rounds, of course. First round, everybody, first round is, and uh, Jim Campbell, you will be going first. Okay. Players that have won the Premier League with more than one club. N'Golo Kante. N'Golo Kante. Good start from Jim Campbell. Carlos Tevez. Well played, Andy. Oof. It's already harder than you might think it would be. It is quite difficult. It is. But I believe in you. Uh, Danny Drinkwater? Oh. Andy, you can Damn. take this, and I'm pretty sure you will. It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a place in the Why can I only think of Tottenham players at the moment? <laughs> oh, this is doing my head in. Oh, okay. Jim, you're back in. We're going to go around one more time. Can you name a player that has won the Premier League with more than one club? I think I can. And I think that man is called David May. Ooh. Did he not no win way. it with Blackburn? He didn't. Andy, you're up. 
No way. Andy for the win. To take the round. It's really hard to put your fist in your mouth when you're holding a pen at the same time. Get on with it. Buys your time, though, doesn't it? No, it's true. Oh, lads. Lads, lads, lads. What are you playing? This is why this is the plate. <laughs> I'll give you some names, shall I? Yeah. Ashley Cole. Uh, James Milner. Colo Torre. Riyad Mahrez. Gail Clichy. Nicholas Anelka. Robert Huth. Henning Berg. Robert Huth. <laughs> Robert fucking Huth. <laughs> I was thinking, Henning Berg. Henning Berg was the one you were thinking yeah. of. Blackburn. Ashley, I cannot believe you didn't get Ashley I've Cole. I've scrubbed all that from my mind. You little scrubber. Right, okay. Um, just in case there's any confusion, Eric Cantona won the first division with Leeds. Right, okay. Let's get a bit of respectability back among the pair of you, okay? Right, here we go. Clubs that have won the European Cup or Champions League. A few more answers in this for you. Andy, you're up first. Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid. Manchester United. Inter. Juventus. Ajax. Chelsea. Feyenoord. Love that. Bayern Munich. Barcelona. Nottingham Forest. This is better. Aston Villa. Stoya Bucharest. There you go, Jimbo. Oh, nice. There you go. Borussia Dortmund. <laughs> there with that for a second. Yeah. Uh, Come on, this is good. Quick fire, quick Porto. Fire. Love it. I've got to give you Benfica then, haven't I? Uh, you do. Not many left. Not many left. Must say. Oh, we'll give him yeah. that. <laughs> it's a good one. Not many left. Not many left, are there? No. Once the music starts, you're not getting it, are you? Jim for the win. Celtic. There it is. Very good. Very good, sir. You guys are very, very well there. Um, there was only uh, uh, three answers uh, left. Could have had Hamburg. Yeah. Had that. Could have had PSV Eindhoven. Yeah. And uh, Red Star Belgrade. Zvezda, oh. if you're a bit more of a hipster. Okay. Well done, lads. You've got a bit of respectability among yourselves there. Um, <laughs> and you've unlocked... The last one. Jim, you can destroy Andy. I mean, there would have been a last one anyway, but thanks for saying we unlocked it. Got <laughs> <laughs> me a little so dopamine here. isn't it? Yeah, no, you guys yeah. are doing great. You're really good. Well done. Um, well done, you. So can Jim uh, get that plate uh, and get his big plate uh, for the weekend? Okay, last category is players who started, started the 2010 World Cup final. Jim, you're up first. Nigel de Jong. That was my first one Very well played. Ike Casillas. Javi Alonso. Andres Iniesta. Javi. Sergio Ramos. 
Wesley Schneider. Gerard Piquet. Carlos Puyol. Love that. Sergio Busquets. Iron Robin. Hmm. Hmm. Robin Van Persie. Well played, Andy. But the clip was very close there. Hmm. David Villa. Hmm. Jordi Alba. Jordi Alba did not start that game. And so, therefore, we have to play this. Jim Campbell wins! Flawless victory! Yes! (laughs) We'll play it to its conclusion, Andy. I don't hear it that much. (laughs) I think you meant, Andy... Juan Captivia. So, yeah, who else was in there that we missed? Dirk Kelt, Giovan Bronckhorst, uh, Gregory van der Veel, uh, Johnny Heitinger, uh, Joris Matheson, uh, Martin Stekelenburg, Stekelenburg uh, Mark van Bommel, and Pedro. I can't believe Gregory van der Veel played in the World Cup. I know, yeah. Started a World Cup final. Johnny yeah. Heitinger as well. A lot of those players, they, 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 yeah, they were always going to lose, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, he just did, and with 10 men. You know, it could have gone either way, of yeah, course. They took but their it, time. it went the way of the Spanish. How many other Gregories have started in World Cup finals? We'll never know. Save that for another quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Probably some Argentinian blokes or something. There we are. Uh, well done, chaps. Excellent. Jim, you get the plate uh, yes. and you get to have your fry up tomorrow morning on it if yeah. you so desire. Take it to breakfast. Take it to breakfast. Indeed, indeed. Um, there we are. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betfair, part of the Acast Creator Network. The keys are in the lock. The gate is open. Pitbull is playing. Get yourselves out there. It's going to be a fine old time. Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Have a lovely weekend. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.